1: No one deserves grace. You don't earn grace. Grace is the natural state of the universe. It's the natural unfolding of everything, including our own karmas, our own lives.
2: Hare Christian. Hare Krishna Hare 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 Are Hare Krishna. I Krishna, Krishna, would a Christian, Krishna, are Krishna, Krishna, are, are. Are Krishna are. 아멘
1: ago Ty was still playing with me and we were touring in in, uh, Australia and I think it was Sydney no it's Melbourne we had to come back to Melbourne at the end of the tour because there were so many people who wanted to come again tickets were so many tickets were sold so and it was rushed kind of added in. So we got there and <clears throat> and when we got to the hall, there was no time to do sound check. We had to do like a really quick setup and we didn't have time to really set up and it was hot and muggy and the AC didn't work. And it was just super intense and it really so we're singing, you know, and I was kind of all weirded out. And was singing and singing and singing. And finally, just inside, I just, I don't know, I just said to Maharaji inside, I said, What would it be like if I could really sing to you? <laughs> like that, you know? And all of a sudden, I felt like this wind, this breeze came of like ecstasy. And I just, I kind of lost it. I was just like, and I, I started, I, I lost the beat and I was all, you know, I was just so, and I remember Ty was playing drums and he was looking over at me like, what, you, what what's going on? And I just, like, just follow me. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. You know, it was so crazy. <laughs> so you just never know. Anyhow, you never know, you never know. Right, let's take some questions and then we'll sing some more. <laughs> okay, a question about the ritual of death in India. What is the deeper meaning to the chant Ramnam Nam Satyahe as the bearers carry the body to the uh, burning gods? Ramnam they say Ram Nam Satyabo Satyahe, Satyahe, Satyabo Satyahe. So Ram's name is the truth. Sorry. <laughs> well, you see, I think Siri wants to know what Ram's not Ram Nam Nam is. Why are you doing this to me? Uh, <laughs> let's get you out of here, I hope. Uh, this has been a hell of a night. This is really something. Uh, I can't turn it off because I'm using that app. so how do you... let me give me a second. hold on. Uh, settings. General, maybe, right? Maybe? Siri? Where's Siri? Yeah. yeah, Siri, okay. Off with your head. Okay, sorry about that. But, you know, could be worse. Much worse. So, yeah. Ram Nam Satya Satyabol Satya bol means say, say the truth. This is the truth. Ram's name is the truth. Sp- speak the truth. S- sing the truth. Right now in that while they're carrying the body to be burnt, they're trying to remind the soul also to focus on Ram, because the being can still hear us usually from someplace, possibly. And so they're trying to give it the best send off, you know, remember Ram, remember the truth, reality, what's underlying this illusion that we live in, which we call samsara, the world. Ram is the ultimate truth. The reality and so with Ram nam Satya hey Satya so very powerful very powerful chant what do I put in my ears what do you mean those are in-ear monitors you know because I'm deaf and we're using a mixer to get good sound out to you we're not having the drum is only in the in the mixer it's not out in the room so if I just put a mic here you wouldn't hear the drum. So it's all going through the mixer, which means I have to hear it all with the in-ear monitors. I hope that's clear. Do mantras mantras have the same effect on everyone, even if they are not familiar with it or practice it? Or is it stronger for people who already have an understanding of mantra practice? Um, One of the meanings of meditation, bhajan or dhyan. one of the, the general meanings is to familiarize oneself with reality, with awareness, with yourself, your true self. So the more practice one does, one becomes more familiar with that feeling of letting go of the external stuff and moving more deeply into your own heart. So if you're doing more practice, you have in some sense in some idea a better sense of direction or feeling for which way where you move what you move into as you chant. What else were you asking? Um as far as the same effect on everyone. No, every everyone has their own path. And uh, everyone f- experiences through their own subjective reality. And so, on one hand, every person is going to have a different experience of, of what happens when you practice. On the other hand, everybody's having the same experience because we are all being... Uh, liberated little by little from our destructive, negative emotions. But of course, that's going to look different to each person. A question about enlightenment, whatever that means. Wondering if it's an on-off switch or more like a dimmer switch. (laughs) That's a good question. That's a nice way to put it. In the big picture, it's a dimmer switch that's little by little brightened up, brightened, brightened, brightened until the clarity of the clear clear light emerges fully revealed. But that might look different in, like for instance, like Ramana Maharshi, he was fully enlightened when he was 16 Obviously because of all his the previous karmas and the previous work he'd done on himself in previous lifetimes. He just laid down and Recognized reality and then his life never his his consciousness never changed after that. He was fully enlightened and remained fully Rooted in reality his whole life other people will have little different experiences on the way Uh, It's different for everybody and you have to be careful not to um, get stuck in your mind about these things in the sense that when we talk about reality or what is real there is what is real and that is always real and then there is what appears to be real to us who are stuck in Living in samsara in the world of changes, of changing, of changing things all the time, and the world where there's suffering and pain and pleasure and pain, etc., etc. So in at the same time, so they say that relative reality is you stop at the red and go at the green, and there's rules that are relatively true in this world. In other words, if you eat poison, you probably get sick and die. That, that's a, a rule. That's a, a fact. However, from the ultimate point of view, you were never born and you'll never die. But those two things cannot be... You, can't, you shouldn't try to think yourself into those or make yourself believe ultimate reality while you're still worried about stubbing your toe and the pain that you'll get. It's very, it's different. Ultimate reality dawns, just like the sun rises at the right time for us when, we've, when our karmas come to that fruition. Re- relative reality is where we live, but it's encompassed by ultimate reality. So in other words, if we remove the delusion, ultimate reality is there. And there's no delusion in ultimate reality. It always is, always will be. It's like when Krishna says in the Gita, "Some the soul is never born, never died. You can't cut it, doesn't. You can't wet it. it, it, it that kind of thing. It, it's beyond everyday relative reality. So for some, it looks like a dimmer switch. From some, it's like an on-off switch. For instance, Ramana Maharshi was on-off in some to some degree, it's hard to know what his experience was, you know, how he saw his life before, but he's talked about it, it's very interesting. Uh, Could you recommend a way to study the harmonium and chanting? I've studied sound healing with Jonathan Goldman and his wife, that's very nice. I don't know them. I've heard good things. And Laraji, I know Laraji. He's so wonderful. Yes, Laraji. So great. Um, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, you know, Jai Utah has these kirtan camps where he works with people and, and teaches them how to sing kirtan. Uh, so that could be very useful for you. You know Jai Utah. so you can look him up. Uh, for me I just sang of course I was in India and I just started singing along with the the kirtan while I was there and I just kept singing and I came back to America and I just kept singing and it just kind of changed into my own little version of it but uh, but I suppose there's ways you can learn how to play the harmonium and you know we have, I have harmonium tutorials on my website, available on my website, that show you the hand positions for the, the, uh, the chants that I do. Uh, so if you have a harmonium, you could probably learn a lot that way also. But you just, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to say. Um, just start singing, it'll come. Start singing along with CDs, with streams, whatever you want to do, and uh, you know, ask the universe to uh, help you out. How do we get over the feeling that Baba is laughing at us? and start laughing with him. Well, you know, I don't know what you mean when you say Bob is laughing at us. That tends to have a a judgmental feeling about it, that he's laughing at us that we're so stupid. (laughs) Uh, He doesn't laugh at us that way. He laughs at us with great love. Uh, So if you want to get with that, Find that love in your own heart, and then you'll be able to laugh along with him. Could I please talk more or explain about grace? You know, I suppose there are people who could really describe. Tell you really know what grace is. You know, one time I asked Sidney Ma, Maharaji's great devotee, I said, Ma, <clears throat> is there personal effort needed or is it all grace? Is it all Maharaji's doing? In other words, is he doing pulling all the strings behind the curtains, and we're just we're going through the motions? We think we're doing it all, but actually, the puppet master is moving us around. Is it all him, or is our effort needed? In other words, is, is the puppet master picking up my arm with a string, or do I have to pick up my arm? They're very interesting, you know. And she said, "Krishnadas, it's all grace." But you have to act like it isn't. That's the crazy enigma of the, of that of grace. Yes, it's all grace. Ultimate reality is always here. We don't live in that. We live in relative reality, and in relative reality. It looks like we have to do some practice. It looks like we have to put food in our mouth. It looks like we have to do lots of things. So we do those things. Right? But ultimate reality, or on the devotional path, you would call it full surrender. The surrender of your separate self, your belief in a separate self. Because they say that there really is no ego it just looks like there is whether there is or there it isn't who knows but the point is that we don't know we're not living in that truth that god is doing everything even though god is doing everything you think you're asked the question i think i'm answering it so we're screwed right away, right? That's the deal. So, even though it's all grace and it's all happened already and deal is done and we don't know that, so we must make an effort. That's how we wear out our... the negative karmas that keep us thinking that it's all about me that I'm doing this I need this I want that I'm going here I'm going there you know our, 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 our daily reality Th- that delusion is the result of karmas and it's only by making our own effort inside of those karmas that we can free ourselves from them even though the puppet master is pulling all the strings all the time See, it's hard to talk about this stuff because the reality of these things are beyond. The conceptual mind can only do linear, and these things are not linear, they're, they're like that. And, but grace is great, in other words, no one deserves grace. You don't earn grace. Grace is the natural state of the universe. It's the natural unfolding of everything including our own karmas our own lives and it's not because one person is a better person than another that things certain things happen that or deserves blessings no it's not like that it's not like that at all the nature of grace is that it's always flowing we're just not paying attention We're not paying attention. We don't know how. We haven't familiarized ourselves with being present. And here, this moment, this presence, this present moment is where it is. But we can't enter into that through our willpower. We can only release what's holding us out of that with our will our actions and then we naturally begin to reside in the presence and in the present so that's I think that's the deal When a moment happens to me, if somebody's asking me, when a moment happens to me that feels overwhelming, what do I do to calm myself in the moment? Uh, You know, Mr. Tiwari used to always say, my boy, calm yourself, calm yourself. He used to tell me all the time, calm yourself. Uh, You do whatever you can, you know. If it's something that's going on like under the surface or something that that I'm really aware of, sometimes I really sit down and just do chalices or something like that <coughs> or chant. And that definitely changes my relationship with whatever it was was going on. It may not have disappeared completely, but I may not be so caught in it. or I might it might it might be so such a big feeling that. It's going to take a while for it to dissipate. One thing you don't want to do is fight with it. You don't want to fight with negative emotions. Nothing gives them negative emotions more pleasure than than us trying to push them away. When that happens, they get so happy and they get so sticky, we can't get rid of them. So we have to learn how to uh, One of my Tibetan teachers always talks about making friends with the negative emotions. One of the teachers talks about the handshake practice. It's like you, you, you're starting to feel some n- negative emotion like, say, jealousy or, or attachment, some, you, know, you something. And you notice it right away and you go, oh, hi, How are you, you, you're coming to see me? Well, that's so nice of you. Hi, come here. Have a nice shake. Yeah, come. Would you like a cup of tea? And you, by not, by addressing that feeling, you've separated yourself from the feeling. And you have a good possibility that that feeling is not going to engulf you completely in the same way that it might have. But even if it does, Little by little, you develop this. Uh, it's almost like patience with yourself, like you you feel sh- like shit, or you feel this that this negative emotion has really got you, but you're still here, even while you're feeling terrible. And you, you have to practice this. It's just not something you can think yourself into. It's a practice. So you 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 notice that. You're really feeling like shit. And you'll also begin to notice that you've felt like this so many times before in your life. You know, and like, then you start to feel like shit about feeling like shit. And then you, you know, and then you get even, you feel, but at the same time, you're not totally, the wave hasn't completely washed you out. You're, your head's still above the water. You can breathe. You're still with, you're present with it and you notice how bad you feel, and you do feel that, you might feel bad. This is the way to train oneself, to free oneself of all these negative emotions and to loosen the, uh, the, the glue, the stickum that, you know, when I used to play basketball, if we wanted to, my hands were a little too small to palm the ball. You know, hold the ball with one hand, but there was this spray called Stickem. <laughs> so we used to spray our hands, and then I could hold the ball. You know, and shht. that was fun. And maybe eventually I would have developed the uh, the strength to hold it myself, but I kept smoking too much dope, and I quit playing basketball a long time ago. So yeah, yeah, we we. We tend to think that these bad, these unha- unpleasant feelings are, you know, that we've done something wrong and we deserve this, un- this unpleasant feeling. And no matter how many times it's come and how many times it's gone, every time it comes, we recognize it and it takes us over. But if you start to play a little with it, if you have the, uh, enough space in there and enough patience with yourself. You can, you can kind of just, oh, hi. Really, you really want to get me all fucked up again? Uh, okay, come on in here. Yeah, this is great. How long are you going to stay? Oh, two years. Oh, fantastic. All right, well, here we go. But yeah. And of course, it's all related. When we're chanting, once again, as soon as you notice you're not paying attention, you come back. And when you've come back, you've, you've deepened the neural pathways in the brain. And the next time you come back, every time you come back, the, you're getting familiarized with the feeling of being here. And that carries over into when these negative emotions come. It's the same syndrome inside, outside, all around. Do I believe that certain mantras are more powerful than other mantras? Uh, I believe the most powerful mantra that you can do is the one that you do. The one you don't do? They're not gonna do nothing for you. And that's the whole thing. Next. All the mantras. For me, my understanding is they're all the names of our own true nature, that one in which we are all, of which we're all parts. You know? That's the deal. Do I believe in energy ley lines? I don't not believe in energy ley lines, but I don't know about energy ley lines. Once again, the same question. Someone told me you shouldn't chant kirtans about demigods and should only chant about Krishna. I can pretty much guarantee you that the person who told you that doesn't really know what a demigod is and hasn't actually had the experience of Krishna reality. This is what people do. They just love to fuck up every other other people. Everybody wants to sell you what they have so they can increase the amount of faith that they don't have in the first place in what they're doing. If someone's at ease and truly involved with what they're doing, they don't wanna, they're not missionaries. Don't listen to that stuff. When somebody starts giving you that bullshit, namaste and get the fuck out of there. Sir, I have a question. I am devotee of Neem Baba. I want to know how to connect to him to the fullest potential and get answers to all the questions. If you are a devotee of Neem Baba, ask him. and he will guide you and always Ram Nam and Hanuman Chalisa. period that's it all the answers will come to you <clears throat> Another question about grace and karma. I read it on Baba Ramdas' interview about it and it troubles me. Well, I'm sorry, I don't know. I don't know what Ramdas said that troubled you. I've heard Ramdas talk about this probably 400,632 times this life. But I can't remember a word to said right now about it. That would trouble you. Um, other than what I said earlier, we are responsible for our actions. We, we will live through the results of our own actions. No question about it. But inside of that and all around that, grace is available to us. But we don't know where that is, how that is. Uh, you know, a uh, great Zen master, Suzuki Roshi, said, you know, come take a walk with me in the rain. But don't don't hurry. It's raining everywhere. You know, don't try to get out of the rain and we're to a dry place. It's raining everywhere. So once we're at that much at ease in our life, then we these kind of questions they don't inflame us so much these questions inflame us and worry us and trouble us when when we when we're not when we haven't done enough work on ourselves the answer to these questions is only going to be in our conceptual mind our intellect mind our intellect That's not enough. So don't worry about it. Do some practice. Open your heart. Become a good human being. Treat people well. Treat yourself well. Uh, Don't get obsessed with trying to figure out things intellectually. You can't. absolutely cannot. Isn't trying to live a spiritual life in the material world a contradiction? What would it be a contradiction of? You say the material world, do you know another world? Oh, you think if you go to a cave up in the mountains with no electricity and no water and no food and no other people, you think that's gonna be, that's the spiritual world? You think your mind will be calm there? No way. You bring all your stuff with you. You think that's a spiritual way or living in an ashram? There's no place worse for politics than an ashram for the most part. Everybody's struggling for position. Everybody's struggling for power. Everybody wants to be the one who's most surrendered, the closest to the guru. It's a horror show. <laughs> Not every ashram, most of them. Anyway. What's the question again? (laughs) When you say spiritual life, that means become a good person. The number one rule, as they call the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Treat others the way you want to be treated by others. That's spiritual world. And that's anywhere you want to be, anywhere you are. You always have that option to treat people well. It takes incredible strength, though, inner strength to be able to do that, to not get sucked into your, your, your attachments and aversions and clinging and desires and hatreds and jealousies and fear and shame. Should I go on? So that's the material of the world. And if you don't try to find your way a way to deal with the so-called material world, which is just your own head. Where will you go? There's only this world. Where are we going to go? Maybe there's something else some other time, but right now, this is it. This is it. This is it. So let's do the best we can. Okay. Um, how to stop comparing ourselves with others? And that's a good one. Very hard, because we're always looking for. So much of our time, so much of our our inner life is trying to, to project something out there that other people will respond to in a way that we want them to respond. And so we're always comparing, we're always evaluating and judging how people see us. And of course, how we see others is just the flip side of that. That's comparing. The other side of that is is evaluation of, of how they're seeing me. I think you just grow up a little bit over time through spiritual practice. You grow up a little bit spiritually and you recognize what your stuff is and then you begin to see that other people have their own stuff too. Even if they look very successful or very charismatic in the world and very lucky and all that, everybody suffers. Everybody has their issues. Nobody loves themselves enough until they do, until we do. So until we love ourselves enough, until we learn to give ourselves a break and not judge ourselves so harshly, we'll always be comparing and judging and evaluating and trying to buy attention and affection from the outside world, from other people. You just have to do the work on yourself. That's what we have to do. Okay. How do I hold my concentration on something that I am doing? Most times I get interrupted by something or other. (laughs) Well, of course. If you even notice that you've been interrupted, that means you were trying to pay attention, which means you were practicing, and that's good. When uh, will our minds actually remain where we want them to remain? Who knows? Who knows? But it's our job to do our practice, to aspire to calming the mind and opening the heart. To, to aspire to not um, fighting our way through life and learning how to treat other people well and care about other people and care about ourselves. And um, yeah, until that time, uh, the mind is gonna be all over the place, but you have to put the time in. One of the biggest problems with developing a regular Spiritual practice or meditation chanting practice is our expectations We think we're going to sit down for a few minutes Even an hour a day for for a month or two and that should be enough. We should be enlightened. I Don't think so Not for most people anyway, and certainly not for me so uh, Recognize that one has to you know if you want to learn an instrument you have to practice. If you wanna learn, uh, if you wanna study, you have to read, you have to remember, you have to put the time in. This is the same, if you wanna calm your mind, you have to practice. That's what chanting is about, that's what mantra repetition, japa is about, that's what meditation is about, calming the mind is about there's no button to push that's going to make it happen and allow it to stay that way. So you have to recognize that that this is a, a at the very least a lifetime commitment to trying to get something together to trying to do trying to become a good human being. And Every every negative thought and action that we ever did is is waiting to come back and beat us up. Once we start to try to calm down, that's when we start to see all the stuff in our heads and our emotions. It's very difficult to work with. But you have to put the time in. There's not two ways about it. All right.
2: Om um han hanumate Mama um, hum hum
1: few people that I know closely and not so closely who have died from COVID. Vaccinated, unvaccinated. Uh, So and then again, all the suffering that's going on in regard to the situation, the pandemic, the lack of work, the lack of mobility, the fact that we're all fighting, so many of us are at war with our own minds, our own thoughts, and we're trying to run away from that, and there's so much anger and so much inner violence that gets expressed outwardly in the world, mostly because our minds are eating us alive. And we don't know how to deal with that You see there's no button to push To make it go away For those who don't understand About spiritual practice About calming the mind It's torture And even for us Who supposedly been doing practice For years and years It's very difficult and it's difficult to deal with what we see is happening out there. So now we're going to sing Bernice Chalisa. And at the beginning I'm going to sing the what's called the Hungry Hearts Prayer. I'm going to sing it three times. Please sing along with me if you know it. And let's send out. our light to this world as best we can.
2: Calling out to hungry hearts Everywhere through endless time You who wander, you who thirst I offer you this bold Calling out to hungry spirits Everywhere through endless time Calling out to hungry hearts All the lost and the left behind Gather round and share this meal Your joy and your sorrow And make it mine Calling out to hungry Everywhere, through endless time You who wander, you who thirst I offer you this bold amount Calling out to hungry spirits Everywhere, through endless time Calling out Hungry hearts All the lost and the left behind Gather round and share this meal Your joy and your sorrow I make it mine Calling up to hungry Everywhere through endless time you who wander your thirst i offer you this bold enough, calling out to hungry spirits everywhere through endless time calling out Hungry hearts, all the lost and the left behind, gather round and share this meal. Your joy and your sorrow, I make it mine. Shri Guru Charan samano mukr sudare paron roobar damad jasu chodak kalchar budhi tan ke kumar siara kal budhi ved dehu mohi Parahu kalesa vikara Bhavara rām chandhapad jesharanam Jaya numan jnana gunasāga Jaya kpīsati gunlokavu jāga Kāmna dūrta atulta baladham Anjanipur pavan suttanam ha mere bikram bhajanam mat nivar sumati varan de Shankara-Suvanke-Sarinanda-Ejaprata-Mahajagabham Vidyavan-Guni-Athichatu-Rama-Kajja-Karibhe Atul-Prabhu-Charitra-Sunebe O rasir lakhan sita mama Sukshma-rupa-dali-siyahinde-khaa rupa dali lanka jaraa asura ke khaja ayasa lakana ji ay shri ra Sagupati kinhe pohotubharae, tumma mamma triya karatai samabhai, sahasabhadana tumaro dasaga, asakahi shrepati kantalaga, sannaka deka brahma adimunisa, sahita ahisa mukub te gapa la jante bikob bid ka haste kahante maup kar asugri wine ki ram me mantra bepisham kasahasra jodan parban ilo tai madhur palagan mudre mukamani chala bilam nigaye achara sugama Anugatumarete. Ramaduvare Marakova tum aako waan otonage binopazar sab sukla hai sharan tumara samaro ape inon Loka Hanka ten bhut besa shune mahavir chavan naam suna asero gahre sabki chapat nirantar hango mat bir sankat teno man the Paramatha Pasiviraja Nike Kajusakalatuma Saja Oramanortha Jopoilavi Soviamit Jiranapalapavi Sharong Radu sant the ke marako wale asuran kand ram bulal ast data mare bhajan ram ko paave janam janam ke dukha bisraave ant kaal raguwa kura jaaye jahan janam kahai kare Sankhata kate mitte sabh pira, Jo sumire hannu gosai, Kappakaro guru deva kinai, Jo Oya parah numan chalis, oya sidhisaki garis, tulasi das kijena urdaya mahadev,
0: abhinnatnaer
2: sun pakkarana, mangalam Tamalakana sita saita, Purdae basu sudhupa, Chavararam Mangalamurti Marutananda, Sakala Mangalamula Mangalamurti. Arut nakala Mangal Shri Ram Jai Ram Jai Ram Shri Ram Jai Ram 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 calling out to Ram time. You who wander, you who thirst, I offer you this heart of mine. Calling out hungry spirits everywhere through endless time. Calling out hungry hearts all the lost and the left behind gather round and share this meal your joy and your sorrow i'll make it mine
1: If we know anything about a path at all, if we know that there might be a way to live in this world, in this world, in a good way, right now, without fear, with an open heart, if we know anything about this, it's only because of the great beings that have gone before us on this path out of their love out of their kindness they left some footprints for us to follow so in the same way that they wish for us in the same way that they wish for us we wish that all beings everywhere, all of us, be safe, be happy, that all of us have good health and enough to eat. And may we all live in peace and that ease of heart, that ease of heart with whatever comes to us in life.